Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. I'm excited you're joining my podcast for this episode. On my podcast, I talk about hmm, all things related to sex, sexuality, sex toys, sex tips, erotica, mine and others. And today I have a special guest. This guest is Lacey Cross, who is an erotica author exploring various kinds of kinks. Oh, before I continue on, I must say, if you're under 18, it's time to leave the podcast now. This is not for you, but for the rest of us, 18 and over, it is for us. Oh, hell yeah, fuck yeah, let's go, let's do it. I'm going to read an excerpt from Lacey Cross's new book, and I also have an interview with her where her and I have a conversation and I ask her questions about writing and erotica and all of her challenges and successes and her fun, her joy and her growth as an erotica author. Okay, so this excerpt is about Miranda and Miranda is doing birthday visits. In this particular visit, the topic of pet play comes up. So just as a fair warning, this is about pet play, which is a role play fetish, sexual fetish that people have where someone is the play pet. And in this excerpt, she wears particular things that fit this sexual fetish of Alec. So she's going to Alec's house and just have a listen. This is, this is hot, sexy, and a definite specific sexual fetish. Okay, here we go. Enjoy. Alec's hot wife birthday. When I ring the doorbell, I'm bobbing slightly to imaginary music. Alec opens the door, and I freeze with my head bent in a weird side tilt. I straighten up, and heat floods my face. Hi. Fuck me. In my easy-to-blush self, Alec says nothing for a moment, but smiles at me with a sparkle in his eyes. The overall package he presents is quite attractive. His straight white teeth and deep smile lines around his mouth tells me he's often happy. He's dressed casually in jeans and a green t-shirt with no socks or shoes on. Come in, Miranda. His Scottish accent is adorable and his simple greeting thrills me. Oh, this is going to be a ton of fun tonight. I could close my eyes and listen to the sky all night. And the tingle in my core ramps up to a nice sizzle. He steps aside and I walk into a massive earth-tone filled foyer. I've never been in a house this nice. I want to poke my nose everywhere just to see how the other half lives. But something long and furry laid out on a console table against the wall to my left catches my eye. Ah, uh, what the fuck is that? I take a step closer and realize there are several things laid out, including a bottle of lube. I freeze and my brain blips out as I focus in on the dark blue and silver cat ears. The other items on the table color match and include a decorative collar with a blue gem and a tiny bell, a leash, a leather cuff that might attach to an ankle or a wrist, and a long tail that ends in a butt plug. Holy fuck! My mouth drops open and my eyes widen as I turn my head towards Alec. He's watching my reaction with that sparkle in his eyes. I heard you like being called Kitten. Want to have some fun tonight? 
The room tilts on its axis. An ecstatic humming noise overwhelms me. I glance at the tail, and the shiny silver end of the butt plug reflects the lights from above, as if it's winking at me. All my nerve endings come alive, and a pang of longing zips through my core. Yes. I breathe out the word with more longing than I intended to portray. Whatever the fuck this is, I'm down with trying it. Alec laughs, which comes out more like a giggle, and I'm curious how this guy is going to be dominant. He seems way too jolly to be demanding, but something about him is affecting me in ways I didn't expect. The buzzing in my head isn't clearing, and I have an overwhelming need to do whatever he wants. Kitten, strip, and let me help you into your gear. Uh, okay. Guess we're doing it here in the foyer. I squat awkwardly and unbuckle my sandals, stepping out of them and pushing them against the wall. Alec takes my shawl and folds it before laying at the end of the table. I set my purse on top of it while Alec moves in behind me. He's warm against my backside as he pushes my hair to the side and kisses the back of my neck. <laughs> He's hitting all the right notes already, and I shiver. <sighs> Alec slowly pops the fasteners of the corset top, and I hold my breath when his fingers brush my spine. When it drops away, the cool air hardens my nipples, and I want to turn around and press against him to feel the contrast of his shirt against my breasts. As I shimmy out of my skin-tight pants, a sense of the surreal washes over me. I met this guy less than five minutes ago. And here I am stripping naked for him. This is the new sluttiest thing I've ever done. And I love it. When I'm fully naked, he turns me around to face him and admires the view. Lovely. Under Alex's improving gaze, a soft tingle flutters through me and boosts my self-confidence. I'm going to rock the ears and tail and be the best kitten ever. He reaches to grab a few items and I wait patiently as he adorns me with the cat ears and adjusts them, tucking my loose wavy hair behind my ears. I didn't see the black eyeliner pencil on the table and wasn't expecting him to pull it out, uncap it, an attempt to draw on my face. <laughs> I giggle and tilt back a little before he touches the pencil to my cheek. He cups my chin to force me to hold steady, and I try not to laugh more. Stand still, kitten. You need whiskers. His sexy accent soothes me, and the giggles subside enough that he's able to brush the stripes on my cheek. This feels utterly ridiculous. Also, what type of guy is into this sort of thing? I'm assuming the evening will end in sex, but I was expecting a very different experience tonight. Alex swivels me around again, so my back is to him, and he tells me to hold my hair up from my neck. He kisses along the hairline behind my ear, and I tremble. He pauses before fastening the collar. You okay wearing a pretty collar? I hesitate for a moment before answering. Why is he asking me this? Yes, I'm fine with it. When he clasps it around me, I stretch my neck in both directions to adjust the slight restriction. 
It's not too tight, but it oddly makes me feel like a pet. And butterflies buzz in my stomach again. I'm almost a puddle on the floor. And we haven't even gotten to the sex part of tonight yet. I'm tempted to back up and rub against him to encourage him to hurry. We only have three hours together, and this dressing ritual is eating up precious time. Are you ready for the tale? Oh, the tale. Somehow in all of this, I didn't focus on it being a butt plug. I've had fingers in my ass many times now, but I hadn't progressed to toys yet. Uh, yes? My hesitancy makes me want to cringe since it goes against my plans to act like a sex goddess who has done it all. Alec laughs softly and his hand slides up my back. Bend over, kitten. Oh, fuck, that's hot. My penchant for being bent over things and the number of times it's actually happened has trained me to become immediately wet whenever someone tells me to bend over. And said with a Scottish accent? Hell yes. I'll lean over every single surface in this house for Alec and beg for a second round when we're done. He applies pressure, and I dip my upper half towards the table. I rest my elbows on the edge with my ass pushed out. I spread my legs to give him a better view. He hums his approval. Expecting Alec to reach for the lube and tail, I jump when his fingers slide against my wet folds. I moan as he rubs circles against my clit. I lean back against his hand and wiggle my ass a little. Jesus, can we just fuck right now and forget the rest of this? I'll forego the kitten experience if it gets his cock inside me quicker. He continues to work my clit for a minute. My head is spinning and tiny spikes of pleasure radiate from my core. <sighs> I'm lost in sensation and cry out nonsense when he stops. I... Alex chuckles and reaches for the lube and tail. He fiddles with them while I close my eyes and rest my head on my forearms. A lubed-up finger running around the opening of my asshole jolts me back to reality. Oh, shit. This is really happening. He takes a moment to lube me up well pressing a finger or two inside of me, and I'm torn between squirming from pleasure or groaning. I gasp when he replaces his finger with the cold metal of the butt plug and slowly pushes it in. <gasps> pressure and fullness as the plug settles forces a moan from my lips. Mm. Oh. Alec tugs gently on the tail, testing to make sure it's firmly in place, and I emit a tiny squeak of delight. Oh, Jesus, I might need to get a butt plug after this. I've barely had it in me for a minute, and I already know sex will be amazing with this thing in. A mental picture of me on all fours, with him fucking me from behind with the tail pushed up over my back, thrills me. Oh, yeah, slutty Miranda is 100% into this fantasy. 
a firm slap on my ass breaks me out of my fantasy, and I yelp, Hey! I'm not sure why I'm complaining. I love being spanked. And the butt plug gives it an extra spicy zing. Stand up, kitten. We have one last part. Oh, yeah. The leash. My pretty decorative collar can't be used with one, so I'm uncertain what he plans to do with it. When he picks up the leather cuff from the table and attaches it to the loop, he takes four steps backward and tugs on his end. I raise my hand and take a step forward instead of fighting against the pole, and he smiles at me. Come, pet. Want to see what you look like? He gives a tug and I blurt out, Yes, but stop cold. How do I address him? When I don't obey the tug, he pauses and stares at me with a fierce expression. Ah, what do I call you? All traces of humor have left him. He's intense, and heat spreads through my body as I glance towards the floor, unable to meet his gaze. Where did Mr. Jolly Man go? You can use Alec, but if you feel like saying something else, you're welcome to. Well, that's the end of the excerpt. Okay, Lacey, so excited to have you here. What can you tell me about your writing? But before you do that, I would like to ask you, what is your favorite sexual position and why? <laughs> well, you definitely like to just jump in there. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so for anyone who's actually read my stories, it's not really any big secret that I like being bent over things. Uh, my, my main character, she is often bent over things in her office. And the reason this is my favorite position is actually several reasons. Uh, I like the, like the sense of being controlled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the guy's behind me, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's also kind of like an animal passion with that position that I appreciate. Uh, the bonus is that my long hair can be pulled. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, then I also can take control in that position if I want. So right. well, those are all fabulous reasons. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, now after that yummy morsel, what can you tell me about your writing and where people can find it? Okay. So right now um, with this pen name, I only have, well, I have two series, but it's it's one character. I ended up, I wrote a hot wife series of five books and I had planned on cutting it off at the end of five books, but it is now expanded to another series with her. So nice. Yeah, so I'm doing a like a birthday hot wife slash BDSM series. So uh, my my main character is transitioning into more BDSM stuff. But right now, um, well, I was doing just Amazon exclusive, but this month is actually the last month, and now I'm at by the end of the month, all of my books will be wide release for all of the ebook major re- retailers. Nice. Oh, and then I also, I do like some short stories on Medium, but I only have, yeah, I only have a couple up there so far, but I do plan on expanding that. Now, is that going to be the same type of story or is that going to be a different type of story or are you not Uh, sure yet? Well, I have the ones that I have up there. One of them is more in the BDSM genre, which is actually the direction I'm heading. Okay. So that's kind of why my hot wife stuff is transitioning. So um, that's probably going to be more in the direction I go, but then also I, I just kind of just do other light little fluffy things on medium, just mm-hmm. kind of multi-genre really. Yeah. It's nice to have variety too, to offer people um, different types of things. And this character is uh, named Miranda, correct? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of it is kind of office-based or the first ones you've done so far are kind of office-based erotica, right? 
Right, right. So the first series is the office-based erotica, and then now she's branching out into she's becoming this hot wife birthday gift for various people. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that what I like about this series is each one is actually based on an erotica author friend. So oh, cool. yeah, so each one is being released on their birthday and kind of either using one of their main characters from their books or um, something personal about them that they tell me. So it's just okay. kind of been a really fun, fun series to write. Absolutely. Now, do you use their actual pen names or is there any way that it's actually real life linked to them? Or is it just kind of you're using their personality or their writing style as your muse? Well, so for for the first, so there's two released now, and then there's going to be three more released. So the first two released um, did have more just like real life details, like just things that they had told me or things that I knew about them or, you know, I was just trying to like give them like cute little thrills. Um, yeah. The latest one, Alex Hotwife Birthday is the actual character name is based off the author, the author's pen name as well. So cool. there's, it's kind of a mix. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. That's cool. I think that's hot. And that's kind of fun, too. And, you know, the cool thing about doing that is you're kind of um, both your audiences are going to get to enjoy that. Right, right. And I'm also doing like dual promotions. The next ones that come that comes out in August, I'm uh, me and the other author is are we're working out like a dual promotion sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it's just kind of a fun like way to, you know, what do you what do you call it? <laughs> um, <laughs> To it's promote a, and get your, yeah, word, your words out there. Right, right. But also just kind of like a, a shared thing with yeah. other authors. Sure. That sounds awesome. It's a great idea. So now tell me, why did you choose to write erotica? What was your inspiration to start down this road? <laughs> okay. And actually, so I didn't intend to write erotica. I, I've been writing since literally last November. So I did NaNoWriteMo and mm. I wrote a young adult, like dystopian romance novel. And my friends were like, why are you doing a young adult romance novel? And I was like, because I can't write sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I specifically was like, I just can't write sex scenes. I just can't do it. And so I wrote, I, I wrote 85 thousand words in November. And then when I went to start editing the book, I realized that 
I sucked. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just nowhere near like 85,000 words is a lot to edit. And I just, yeah, I was just like, I'm nowhere near the technical skills to do this. I couldn't afford an editor. And I was just like, what am I going to do? So um, I just kind of like looked around and then a lot of people were talking about, oh, you should blog on Medium. So I started just blogging general stuff on Medium, not erotica. Okay. Just just general things about my life under a different pen name. And I got really, really good feedback. Nice. And so, yeah, so it kind of like it was a confidence booster. But that and I was like gaining followers and I'm like, oh, this is so great. And then I got my first paycheck of seven dollars in the month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was writing like 20 plus hours a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, OK, this is this is not necessarily a great return. And then a friend, a real life friend sent me this joke article about a lady who started writing erotica during the pandemic. Ah. And, and I was just bored and something, you know, and she was just like, in the article, the lady's like, I just would have never thought that, you know, in a year I could be making enough money that it's substantial to my household. Right. And I was just like, what am I doing for $7 a month? (laughs) So so I just was like, you know what, let's just, let's just try it. I say I can't write sex scenes. Let's just try it. And so I wrote my first book in January and released it in January. And this was under a different pen name. And for some reason, something about that book got a lot of attention the first opening weekend. So I got like a lot of reads and it just kind of really pumped me up and just this really just, I've just been writing ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that you don't really know until you try it and you can't assume that you can't do it. I mean, like you said, you, you thought you couldn't do it, but then when you did, well, you found out one, you weren't as good at, but the other one you were, and that's, it's all about experimenting and finding out what works. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is your favorite part of the writing process? Okay, so I kind of touched on this uh, briefly, but I'm, I'm more of a collaborative writer. So every book that I've written so far, I've talked to people about, I've gotten their input. I just really love the collaborative process that I go through. Sure. Uh, yeah, and it, and it also, it's really gotten me a lot of new friends in the writing community. Mm-hmm. And obviously I help them as well. You know, it's, it's a joint process through this, but um, that, that's really a, a really one of my favorite parts of the process. But then I also just love seeing where the story goes because they never go where I think they're going. Yeah. yeah. Like just as I write it, it just, it goes off in weird directions. And I end up with this book that I didn't plan on having, but I always, I'm like, this is a better book than what I planned on writing. That's so. awesome. Yeah. And I think the the writing community on Twitter is just fabulous. And I think almost, you know, I'm, I'm in the erotica writing community and under my real name under writing community, but I almost feel like there's a more cohesiveness between the erotica writing community on Twitter than other writing genres. I think it's very interesting, but I think it's fabulous. And that's a good way to meet people and to grow. Like you said, it's bringing you places you didn't think you would go. Right, exactly. And and with my first pen name with that young adult one, I I experienced the same thing you're saying. You're you're saying right now like I was in the writing area of Twitter and it just it wasn't anything like the erotic area is. No, I know. It's really special. So, woohoo, erotica writers on Twitter. You guys <laughs> freaking rock, man. You're cool. <laughs> okay, so what I'm wondering too is in the writing process, do you say so you kind of more like a pantser where they talk about people that just dive in and it goes wherever, or do you ever plot or do you plot <laughs> and then, and then become a pantser in the middle of the plot? <laughs> right. Um, so I, I would say that I'm more of a, a, I would say I'm more of a pantser, but I always go in with a general idea, mm-hmm. but also, a friend of mine recently has told me I need to plot more because then maybe I won't get hung up, you know, on not knowing where my story is going sometimes. But so I'm trying to become more of a plotter, but I really am just a pantser, just deep down. No matter what I do, the story just goes off in weird directions. So, you know, 
it's just kind of, I go where the story takes me. <laughs> right, right. And that the story has a life of its own. Kind of. Right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite character, story, or book that you have created so far? Yes. So um, obviously, since I've already said that this, I only have the one main character with all these books out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's obviously my favorite character. But <laughs> the most recent book that I released um it's Alex Hot Wife Birthday. That book is, I think, the the best book I've written. Um, awesome. Yeah, over any of my pen names. Just I've I've only written two books ever where I finished the story and just kind of knew that it was good. And this is the second one that that's happened with. And the first one it happened with, I got fabulous feedback on. And so, you know, it's just I don't know. It's just sometimes things feel right at the end right. of the story. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say that that happened recently. <laughs> That's awesome. So you said you just started writing in November. Had you written ever before in your life? And if not, what brought you to writing? Yeah, so I I wrote like, I don't, I'm not going to tell you my age. No, you don't <laughs> but, want to. <laughs> but it doesn't like, matter. Over 10 years ago, I wrote an erotica short story. And the person I gave it to did not seem that thrilled with it. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is not my area. But the only other thing that I've really tried was I tried like writing a young adult novel before and I got, I think like 20 pages in and just that's, that's, that's really it. I took a creative writing course in college. I mean, I just, I just didn't write before. Right. And then, um, this year, I think it was, it was like pandemic and just mm-hmm. like life changes at the same time. And it just kind of all fell into place. And when I tried NaNoWriteMo, I could just, I mean, I blew that one out of the park and it just has been a forward momentum since then. Yeah, it's kind of, I've done that too. And it's kind of nice to have the challenge and there is a bit of camaraderie with, you know, other writers are doing the same thing. Uh, so it's a really cool thing to do. I, I wrote a book or half of a book during a NaNoWriMo month as well. And it's a good way to, to spur yourself on. If people are interested in getting something to get them going, that's a good thing to participate in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so I'm going to ask you an interesting question next. Uh, what was an early experience where you learned that language had power? Yeah, so... I would say that the first time I actually experienced that was in the fifth grade, which which sounds kind of weird. <laughs> but I, in the fifth grade, I wrote a like this weird piece about a house plant that was dying from lack of water. Okay. And and the plant was, you know, had had a, it was thinking. It it was sitting there thinking, wondering if it had an afterlife. It was, you know, what was going to happen to it when it died, and. Right when the the plant was on death's door, the owner started watering it again, mm. and then it flourished and came back alive and and all that. But my teacher just loved that story, nice. and she, yeah, and she loved it so much. She read it in front of the class, and I was horribly embarrassed, of course, but <laughs> secretly thrilled. <laughs> and and she gushed about it to my mother, and and I think that was the first realization that I could write something that it would make someone else have an emotion over. So I think that that just kind of was my first experience where language has power. That's awesome. I love to hear those stories. I have a similar story with a teacher and I recently had interviewed another author and he had the same thing. And I'm like thinking, wow, look at these teachers are influencing kids at such a young age and they're planting a seed in their head. And like, oh, you like my writing. Maybe I can do this. So teachers... Keep doing what you're doing, because that is awesome. And that proves that what they say to you can sit with you for life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So what would you call definition of success as a writer and author? What's that in your mind? You know, it's really just anyone buying my book and liking it. (laughs) I don't, I don't have like, you know, my definition definition of success is seeing a review where someone liked my book like yeah that means I've I've succeeded (laughs) yes that's hugely rewarding 
mentioned before that you like to talk to people and that's how you get some ideas for writing. Do you do any other type of research when you're preparing to write a story? Yes. So a couple of the stories have included things, and I'm not going to say what, but they've included (laughs) things that I have not done in real life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I did have to do some research about some different sexual things, uh, but I will tell you one in particular. So uh, bonding with the boss has the boss tying Miranda up and none of my real life experiences have included ropes of any kind. Um, You know, my real life things are more like rope ties or handcuffs even once <laughs> but sure, okay. but so I actually had to do bonding or you know bondage research with that so it was it was just basically internet searches finding a good internet website but it it actually my research changed the book that the book was not going to be what it ended up being and through my research it ended up being something totally different which actually changed the whole course of the series oh, because that's very interesting yeah, she became, it became a, a just a, an enriched experience with her boss. And then she's now kind of fallen in love with the boss. So <laughs> it's, it's changed the series. Wow, that's interesting. I really like that. And it really is interesting how research can change things too. Or you talk to someone who's done something that you maybe haven't done. And how, like I've had that happen to me where I'm going to write a scene and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not really sure. So talk to somebody who did that. And it changes even my perspective, even after talking to them about how to write that. Right. That's huge. Yeah, exactly. So describe a typical writing session for you. <laughs> So I would like to say that I sit down with my coffee every morning and get my two (laughs) hours of writing in, but (laughs) that's not me. So I'm I'm incredibly not disciplined. So I just sit down whenever I can, whenever I'm not working, because I do have a day job. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my cats, I have three cats. They're always interrupting me. I get distracted (laughs) by Twitter, like, (laughs) you know. Darn Twitter. <laughs> I know, I know. The phone rings, emails, like, you know, I, I'm just not very disciplined. So I am trying to actually do more writing sprints so that I can I can get a little more discipline. <laughs> right. Well, you're getting stuff out there. So that's what matters, right? Right, exactly. So we've talked a little bit about your writing process. I'm going to touch on that again. Do you start with a character or do you start with an idea or a plot? What's your like initial spark usually? Usually it's an idea and then I develop the plot from the idea. And then from that point, I develop the characters. But it always starts with just a spark of an idea. (laughs) Right. right. So interesting. I love talking to other writers about how they start. And I don't feel like I always do the same thing, but I often start with the characters with an idea of what the main things are going to be, of course. So tell me what you're working on now. You told me you're working on that birthday thing. And do you have like a set number of ideas that you're going to do that with? Or are you still kind of growing where that's going to go? Um, Yeah. So for the birthday books, it's actually very set. So the next one is coming out in August, middle of August, and it's a threesome with Miranda. It's her first threesome. And it's actually going to be, it's for her husband's birthday. So it's Jonathan's hot wife birthday. So her husband finally gets to play because he's just been the one sitting at home while she's off on her hot wife adventures. Right. Yeah. So Jonathan, Jonathan's going to get to play. And then in September, I have Miranda's first female, female book coming out with a, a friend's author's main character. That's a female. Nice. Yeah. And then in September, I'm doing one that's for my birthday and it's going to be Miranda just doing what I want Miranda to do. So that'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then in November, I'm doing a BDSM anthology group. And that is going to be Miranda's last hurrah. Uh After that anthology story, she's being retired. (laughs) Gotcha. Very nice. Sounds like a great plan. But I do want to say something, though. Um, I am starting a new series. So that's coming out at the end of this month, at the end of July. And it's with a totally new character. It's not Hot Wife. It's going to be in the BDSM genre. And the first book is called Emily's Secret Dom. So she's going to have a dom that her husband does not know about. Ah. And 
Yeah. So that one is more up in the air. It's three books, at least three books in my head, but it could grow. Who knows? That's awesome. Well, that sounds very sexy and hot. It's going to be interesting to see it, read it. So do you have any short-term or long-term writing goals other than what you've said that you'd like to share? Yeah. Yeah. So I did start out and I'm currently writing with two pen names, but my short-term goal is I'm going to focus on the Lacey pen name. Um, I've just kind of, I've just kind of had to look at things and Lacey is, is the one that I'm having more fun with. So my short-term goal is to focus more on Lacey, um, get the other pen name to a, a good point where her series is going to be ending soon. So get her to a good spot. But then also I am, I need to finish going wide with all my books and then also prove to myself that it wasn't dumb to go off Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> because ah. that's kind of been kind of a, I know all of us authors, we, we battle with, do we want to stand Kindle Unlimited or not? So that's yeah. kind of my short-term goals. <laughs> yeah, those are, that's a definite thing everybody kind of grapples with and what to do there. Yeah, it's a hard call. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you had known when you began writing erotica? Okay, so I think I would have wanted to know about all the back-end stuff that erotica writers have to, especially, you know, self, self-publishing self erotica writers have to do. I, you know, I was naive. I just thought, oh, I'm going to write this book, slap a cover on it and, you know, send it out into the world. I didn't realize how much of my time would be taken up by things that are not writing, like my self-marketing and cover designs and promotions and just... I think I would have wanted to know that in advance. I don't know if it would have changed anything, but I wouldn't have been surprised by it. Right, right. So you would have been maybe more prepared or <laughs> right? just thought of it differently. And it is a tremendous amount. There's absolutely no doubt about it. It's just, there's so much to do and you're the one doing it all. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so what is the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? It can be related to your writing or your personal life or whatever you want. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so on Twitter, you keep seeing, I keep seeing these stupid jokes about how like, you know, every week it's a new kink for you. Like, cause er- writing erotica just kind of opens your eyes to so many things. Yeah. And so the surprise is that it's not a joke. <laughs> like it's, it's really true. Like as, as I've grown as erotica writer, I read so many other things. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, that's hot. Like, so yeah. I have, I'm like into so many things that I didn't know about. Like it's, it's just crazy. So that has been the biggest surprise for me. Just the, the personal growth through erotica writing. It's just, it's just been crazy. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's absolutely accurate. Okay, so where else can your readers connect with you online? Do you have a, a website too? Yes, I do. So I have um, crosserotica.com and then Twitter. And those are my main two, my, my main two places. And on Twitter, you're cross28lacy, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay, so people can find you. <laughs> do you have, what do you have on your website? So on my website, I have like I do like little blog posts when I do a new release. I have voice readings. I do two minute excerpts of my stories when I release them nice. and I put those on my website. And I also have a link to all those very short stories I do on Twitter. Um, I do, I do a lot of BDSM little things on Twitter that are just, I have like this continuing story about training for BDSM stuff and people seem to enjoy them. So I have a link to all those and then also I have uh, links to my Medium stories and they're friends links. So you don't have to have a Medium subscription to read them. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so like on Twitter, when you say the stories, you kind of just do like a long thread where you, you string a whole bunch of them together. Is that kind of what you mean? Um, no. So I do it differently. I, I've been doing this continuing story that I just every few days and sometimes I go like a week without posting one, but, or sometimes I go a week and post one every day. It's just, it's just one post and it's this girl being trained and it's actually the whole point of this is I'm working up to a book that I'm 
writing with someone else. And <sighs> this is just kind of like little training sessions that that are going to compose or they're going to be incorporated into this larger book. But oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so I haven't say- actually said that to anyone before but (laughs) but that that's kind of been where it's going and um but it's just been it's just one post with you know I try to find a pretty picture to go with it and you know like I said people seem to like it (laughs) yeah it's a good way to test the waters too and then the people who've been following that along if you take those pieces and put them into a book then perhaps they'll purchase the book and get the full story it's a great idea right right you never know You never know. Exactly. Okay. So what genres do you like to read besides erotica? Uh, Sure. So my main genre I read is romance. And it's just, uh, since I've been a kid, I've been a romance writer or reader. (laughs) I've been a romance reader. (laughs) And then um, I also do fantasy reading. So I just, those are kind of my, my main two genres I read. Right. That's awesome. Those are great genres. Do you have any authors you admire? It could be erotica or non-erotica. You know, I was thinking about this (laughs) (laughs) and I, I do like my favorite, favorite author is Jacqueline Carey and she does the, the Cushel's Dart series. Uh And so for a mainstream author, she's, she's one that I really admire. But I also, just in the erotica community as well, there's just so many authors that I admire for different reasons that I, I hate to single out any specific person. Yeah, I get <laughs> you know, that. Cause, yeah, because we, we all just, we just do such a good job and just everyone is just, you know, it's just doing, just releasing books, like doing the promotions and just the whole community on a whole, I admire. Just Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just, everyone's just, very awesome people. <laughs> I totally agree. And what I, I really like a lot of the little short books, the novellas, the erotic novellas that people put out because, you know, I love reading, but sometimes it's really fun just to read a little short thing instead of reading a book that's, you know, 90,000 words, you know, I can just read a little short thing and it's sexy and it's hot and it's entertaining. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really like. I really like the short things that have a bit of story. And then also if it's a continuing story so that I get little chunks of it. That's what I like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So can you name one to three people or however many you want? Don't have to confine it. (laughs) People who have influenced you the most with regards to your writing. You know, this is going to sound cheesy, but it's probably my mother. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) You know, because I actually, I started, I I started writing because of my mother. Um, So you know, she's, she's the, was the most influence for me, um, you know, for actual like writers out there, um, Nora Roberts has influenced my writing quite a bit. Um, I've read a lot of her stuff and, um, just, I would say also like, it sounds cheesy as well, but my, my ex-husband, cause he's the one who sent me the, the little article about the how I should be writing erotica. So, ah. you know, like there's just been, <laughs> just been random influence people in my life just, and so many people enter my life and influence it. And it's just, you know, just everyone, everyone, everything I do is just kind of a little piece of everyone I know. Yeah. <laughs> if I that makes any cool. sense. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And you're impacted by everybody in your life and they're all influencing you and making you who you are. That's awesome. Including your writing. It's really cool. Yeah. So do you have anything else you'd like to add? Anything that you want us to know about your writing or anything? Um. <laughs> So I had I told you that I had written some short story erotica for Medium. And I actually, a friend of mine started a publication and publications are like magazines on Medium. And she asked me to contribute if I had any life lessons to share. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I've, I don't feel like I've learned much. But um, then I, I kind of thought about it. And a few weeks ago, I had this huge revelation. And I know that, (laughs) and I know stuff like that sounds dumb, (laughs) but, uh, I kind of, I had like this, this revelation that 
you know, I'm, I'm demisexual and I've, and I've known this for years and, but I just never realized when I started writing erotica, how it was going to affect my erotica writing. And I've been struggling with some concepts because I, I keep trying to start stories that are just one night stand stories and I can't, I can't seem to do it. They always, the story changes or the main characters fall in love. It's just really everything I write is about the connection between the main characters. And I realize that that all has to do because I'm demisexual. Like something is not hot with me unless there's a strong emotional connection. Yeah. And so after I wrote this piece for Medium, it was really kind of interesting the feedback I got. I got, you know, a lot of messages or comments and other erotica writers and even readers, not even necessarily considering what, you know, them being demisexual might help how that affects them. <laughs> or, you know, as a writer, it really can't affect you. Not, not all of us can just sit down and write any story that comes into our head. You know, a lot of us need to have, we need to find the story hot to make it hot. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for me, realizing this has really given me focus I really did start out believing that it just didn't matter. This part of me didn't matter, but it, it really does. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it can sound stupid, but I really did learn like, you know, this whole, oh, this magical like moment. I had that, that stupid moment where just everything becomes crystal clear and it's changed the direction of what I'm doing with my next series. It's changed how I've looked at the reading that I'm doing. And, you know, I just, I think that everyone just, I mean, erotica writing has opened so many new things to me in my life that it's just been kind of amazing. So personally, I think everyone should be writing short story erotica just to learn more about yourself. <laughs> wow, that's very sexy. Wow. <laughs> what advice do you have for any erotica authors just getting started? Yeah, so I would say just write the story. Like don't like don't worry about it. Just write it. <laughs> just just write it, get it down, and then it's once you're done try to get a decent cover and do decent blurbs because I've seen so many people released books with horrible covers. And then a month later they realize their mistake. And by then Amazon doesn't consider it new anymore. Yeah. But, but really the main advice is just write the story because nothing, nothing else matters until the story's written. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Lacey, for doing this interview. I'm so excited to learn more about your writing and to talk personally with you. I had a blast. And I just want to thank you again for coming on my podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. This was fun. All right. Thank you. You take All care. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm, bye. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.